the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the five o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. And now, to those of you listening in Tampa on uh, WTBN. AM 570, 910, and your brand new signal, well, fairly new signal, 760. Uh, you're thinking, well, who who is this? It's not Bill Bunkley? No, 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 no. Bill Bunkley is away from the microphone today. My name is Bob Bernie, and occasionally I have the wonderful privilege of sitting in for Bill while I am at the same time doing my program in Columbus, Ohio. We are simulcasting today, so I have the privilege of welcoming you wherever you may be listening, Ohio, Florida, or uh, by streaming audio. We we have people listening all over the country. We literally have people listening all over the world. So uh, wherever you're listening, welcome. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Just a quick program note. At the bottom of the hour, 5.30, I am going to attempt to explain a mystery in Scripture. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a bold statement, but, I, but I, I'm going to attempt it. And, and the mystery is, and maybe you've never thought of this, all right? Maybe you've never thought of this, but here's the mystery. When Jesus was ministering publicly, he had 12 disciples following him. They went everywhere he went. They heard him teach. And many times, Jesus would get the disciples all alone and just talk with them. And sometimes, the women that were followers of Jesus would be a part of that group as well. And Jesus, over and over and over again, told the disciples and those women, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be tried. I'm going to be convicted. I am going to be killed. I am going to be buried. But it's okay. Because on the third day, I am going to rise again. If you read through the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you will find at least a dozen different times and places where Jesus told them, I'm going to die, but I'm going to rise on the third day. And yet, when it happened, he did go to Jerusalem. He was arrested. He was tried. He was convicted. He was killed. He was buried. And he did rise again on the third day. But not one person expected it. Nobody said, hey, guys, this is really, really, really hard to watch Jesus suffer, but it's okay. Because Sunday morning, hmm, he's going to rise from the grave. Not one. 
Not one of the disciples, not one of the women, not even Mary, the mother of Jesus. Not one. How could they miss that? When they were told so clearly, it's a mystery. But I think the answer is in Scripture and in the final two segments today, 530 to 6, I'm going to attempt to answer that ministry, or that mystery, biblically, uh, to help us prepare for um, Easter weekend. And I hope and pray that you are in a good Bible-believing church this coming Sunday. Easter is the Super Bowl, the World Series, the World Cup, the uh, NBA Finals, the Final Four. It is all of that rolled up into one. Now, I love Christmas. I really, really love Christmas, but Easter, oh, yeah. Easter is our day for Christians as we celebrate the risen Christ. And I hope you're praying for your pastor and the staff of your church, whether it's a big church, small church. Uh, Sometimes, uh, you know, people are critical. Oh, some of those people only come to church on Christmas and Easter. Why not thank God that they're there on Christmas and Easter and pray that they will hear the gospel and receive Jesus Christ as their own personal Savior. What a wonderful day to get saved. What a wonderful day to be born again. What a wonderful day to have new life by being born again. So uh, I hope you will be in church this Sunday. I hope you will be. You know the, the weird thing? There will be many, 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 many churches this coming Sunday, celebrating Easter, who don't believe in a bodily resurrection. <laughs> that is just weird. Uh, but it's true. Many churches will have Easter services, and they actually don't believe in a bodily resurrection. Yeah. I hope and pray that you are part of a Bible-believing church. And um, let's pray that many, many, many people will that are not normally in church will be there and pray that the pastor presents the gospel in a clear, unmistakable way so that anybody is there will have no excuse ever again to say, I never heard how to get to heaven. I... Uh, it's a wonderful weekend. It it really it really is. Um, speaking of churches and uh, those who deny the truth, um, I'm not going to have time to get fully into this story because we've got a break coming up here in a couple of minutes. But um, Duke Divinity School, that is affiliated with United Methodist Church. Now, sadly, the United Methodist Church, for the most part, has, well, gone apostate. 
Out of all the mainline Protestant denominations, the United Methodists were the ones that I was really holding out hope for. The uh, Presbyterian Church USA, the PCUSA, gone. They've gone, slid to the left. They've become apostate. Now, there are some really good Presbyterian churches. There are some smaller Presbyterian denominations that are solid, conservative, biblical, and praise God for them. But the main line, PCUSA, gone. Uh, The Lutherans. There are some smaller, conservative Lutheran denominations and churches that are doing a great job. But the ELCA, the main line, eh, gone. The uh, United Church of Christ, oh my goodness, they've been gone for a long time. The Episcopal Church, they've been gone for a long time. And the one mainline denomination that I was holding out hope for was the United Methodists. I, I no longer have hope for the denomination. They are in the midst of a schism, and it's a good thing, because the conservative Bible believers are finally saying, we've had enough. We're leaving. We are out of here. And they should be out of there. And God bless them for getting out of there. Uh, But the uh, Duke Divinity School is uh, fully affiliated with the United Methodist Church. And just recently... They had a pride worship service on campus of the Duke Divinity School. When we come back, I'll uh, share with you some of the uh, things that were said on the campus of a United Methodist Divinity School. Uh, I should say I'm shocked. I'm really not, sadly. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. What happens when you abandon the authority of Scripture? Well, I I say this all the time on my program. I have a few little phrases that I repeat over and over again that um, kind of make up part of the foundation of this program. And, And one of them is this. And my regular listeners are going, oh, no, he's going to go into it again. And yes, I am. And here it is. When you begin traveling down a road, and I'm talking about an ideological road, a philosophical road, or a theological road, when you begin traveling down a particular road, don't ask where that road will lead you in 10 miles or 20 miles. Ask where it will lead you in 1,000 miles or 2,000 miles. Because if we're talking theology, philosophy, ideology, once you begin traveling in a certain direction, it is very difficult to turn to the left, turn to the right, and almost impossible to make a U-turn. Because the farther you travel, the more entrenched you are 
that this has got to be the right way. We are proud rascals. We are proud creatures. And we don't like to admit that we are wrong. Now, theologically, when you begin to question the absolute authority of Scripture, and you begin down that road, and the road begins with, um, you know, how can we really know that the creation account is literal? Maybe it's a fable. Maybe it's a story just to give us truth. And then the next thing is Noah's flood. Well, <laughs> that's uh, it's kind of hard to believe that Noah got two of every kind. And then, of course, where did he get the dinosaurs on the ark? And, yeah, you know, and all that. And uh, it, it, it doesn't pass the common sense test. So maybe that's just a fable, a story to, to teach us some important lessons. And then you travel farther down that road and farther down that road, and you question more and more and more. And as you travel down that road, you become more radical in following to the left and questioning the authority of Scripture. And when you get about 5,000 miles down that road— You have a pride worship service at Duke Divinity School. Yeah, this happened just recently. The uh, pride worship on uh, the campus of Duke Divinity School was uh, designed to proclaim, and now I'm quoting, God's acceptance and support for LGBTQ relationships. Yeah, this was the brainchild of Divinity Pride, which is a student group that, and here's how they describe themselves, and again, I'm quoting from their own description, Divinity Pride affirms the dignity, faithfulness, and strength of lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, gender, sexuality, non-conforming Christians— We are committed to intersectional advocacy, education, and support for queer people and our allies, specifically in the Divinity School, but with a kingdom-reaching vision. Yeah. So they had the the, uh, Pride Worship Service recently. One of the students, who is a uh, student seeking a MDiv, a Master of Divinity, kick things off by praying, and again I'm quoting, this is part of her prayer, we pray to the strange one, fabulous one, fluid and ever-becoming one, the drag queen and trans man and gender fluid God. No, I'm not making that up. To them, God is the strange one, fabulous one, fluid and ever-becoming one, drag queen and trans man, and gender-fluid God. One of the speakers during the uh, Pride Worship Service said, quote, 
You are never called to abandon yourself. Abandoning the self is negating the truth of who you are, and that is always a lie. These are students of divinity. This is an MDiv student working for a master of divinity saying, quote, you are never called to abandon yourself. Excuse me? Scripture says, if any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, for whosoever would save his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Biblical Christianity demands that we abandon ourselves and take up the cross and follow him. They went on and said that their God is a queer God. See, here's the problem. If we believe Scripture, then we believe that God created man in his image, and God created man to worship and serve God. God created us for fellowship, for companionship, and for us to serve him. The liberals believe that God is for our benefit, and he is to serve us. So in other words, we create God in our image. So if you are queer, then you create a queer God. Your God is created in your image. You are not created in God's image. It is exactly the opposite of biblical truth. This is why any compromise on biblical truth is so serious, because it never stops there. Once you begin questioning this part of Scripture, then it becomes very natural to question more and more, and it's not long before the Bible is absolutely nothing but man's interpretation of a God that they have created in their own image. That's why this this emphasis on the authority of Scripture is the battle that began in the Garden of Eden and continues to today. That's why we must fight the battle of scriptural authority. Hey, we'll be back, and when we come back, hopefully I will solve a mystery concerning Easter. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.